0: Good morning. Uh, just a reminder, I'm going to be starting a new member class this Thursday at 6 p.m. So, if, if you or anyone you know might be interested in taking the class or even just sitting in on it, you're welcome to. Just uh, let me know or call the office and let Susie know. Uh, there's no pressure to join. I've, some people would just like to take the class as informational. Um, Also, the class is also open to existing members. And so we have members all the time who like to just sit in on it as a refresher and to maybe even just have a chance to meet some of the new people who are joining. So again, if you're interested, just let me know or uh, call the office to let Susie know. The Old Testament reading for this, the baptism of our Lord Sunday, is from the first chapter of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, And there was mourning the first day. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the sixth chapter of Romans. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opening and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you. From God our Father and our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. John the Baptist was baptizing in the Jordan and waiting for the people to come. And they came to him. Sometimes they ran to him. They literally came from all over the country. And they came for a good reason. It came because they were desperate and didn't know what else to do. You see, they had sinned and their sins were really bothering them. Their sins were sticking to them. And they couldn't talk themselves into feeling better. They may have tried to justify their sins to make their consciences feel clean. But that also failed. So they needed help. And John was there to help them. John wasn't there to counsel them. He was there to wash them. John wasn't there to tell the people, Oh, it's okay. Everyone does this. No. What John would do though is invite them to walk down into the water and to be clean. John the Baptist was there for one reason. To wash the people and to make them clean. And it worked. You know, we can try and justify our sins until we're blue in the face. We can say to ourselves that others are doing it. We can say, our culture has embraced it, so maybe I should too. And That might work for a while, but then God's word comes at us. A word that doesn't change. A word that demands that we be changed that our lives be changed, that we actually be a holy people. We can try and justify what we do, but then it's still going to bother us. We can try and convince ourselves that it's okay. But if that's true, then why do we keep thinking about a particular sin time and time again? And then God's word, when it comes to us, it's like a brick wall. We can't get past it. Our excuses, our justifications, they can't even scratch it. But you know, there is something else that can be done with our sins. We don't have to justify them. That's pointless. Instead, we can have them washed away. And we don't have to make up excuses for our sins that's like a band-aid that's not going to stick. But we can be washed. And that washing does take them away. Think about it. When you wash dirt off of something, the dirt doesn't really go away or disappear. For example, in the summer, if you're outside working in your garden, and your hands are probably going to get pretty dirty. So you go in the house and you wash your hands in water. But when you wash your hands, the dirt doesn't just magically disappear. The dirt is transferred. The dirt goes from your hands and into the water. The dirt's still there. It's just somewhere other than on you. So when all those people came to the Jordan to be baptized, they came there dirty. Some of them were covered in the dirt of guilt over things they did years ago. And as hard as they tried, they couldn't get rid of that guilt by their own powers. But when they went down into that water, when they were washed, God declared that the guilt was going to go from them and go into that water. And now that, that Jordan was filled with all kinds of dirt, all kinds of guilt. When the people came to John the Baptist, so many of them were embarrassed. They were so embarrassed for sins that they had committed against their family. Sins they did to people they truly loved. And they were covered, dirty, with embarrassment. So what did they do? They walked down to the water. And as John washed them, all that dirt of embarrassment, Is washed from them. And it goes into that water. The sins of all the people in Israel. Were still there. But they had just been taken from the people. And they were now put into that water. And then something amazing happens. Jesus comes. He came to the Jordan. After all those people had gotten into that water. And as God, Jesus could see what was in that water. He could see all the guilt. He could see all the embarrassment. He could see the sins of murder. He could see the dirty sins of adultery. He could see the sins of thievery, slander. It was all there, all washed off of the people. And it was there in that water. And right then is when Jesus did something that was so fantastic. Because without even hesitating, what did Jesus do? He went down into that water. You see, Jesus didn't come to the Jordan to have sins washed off of him. He didn't have any sins to wash off. Jesus was there to have sins washed onto him. It would be like a perfectly clean man getting into a bathtub after a thousand people have bathed in it. That water would be dirty, wouldn't it? But that's okay. Jesus wasn't at the Jordan to get clean. Jesus went to the Jordan to get dirty. He was there to take all of that dirt all of our sins of the entire world and to put them onto himself. That's what he did today. We Christians are still being baptized today. Whether we were babies or adults when we were baptized doesn't matter. What matters is that Jesus Christ is still washing sins off of you And washing those sins onto himself. And he's still doing this today. You can almost say that our entire worship service is set up so that our sins come off of us. And they go on to Jesus. I mean just think of the confession of sins that we have at the beginning of worship. That's a type of baptism for you. Because you come here and you get off of your chest the sins that have weighed you down this week. Sins that bother you. Maybe sins that have been plaguing you for years. And the speaking of those sins is a washing off of you. And then Jesus comes. And Jesus absolves you. Jesus says, I forgive you. And like a life-giving washing, you are refreshed knowing that all of those sins have been taken by Jesus. And when Jesus takes our sins, he does one thing with them. He takes them all to the cross. And he puts them to death in his own death. The blood he shed on that cross is our baptism in blood. A washing of every sin we have ever done being wiped off of us by the blood of Christ. And his resurrection from the dead on Easter becomes for us also a baptism. A washing of faith. A washing of promise that everything Jesus has done for us really, truly has forgiven us of all of our sins. And where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life. There is everlasting life. And that's washed onto you. I hope you remember always that Christ is never intimidated by your sins. Christ is not shaken by your sins. He's not shocked by them. Trust me. He's seen it all and he's heard it all. And Christ understands our sins far better than we do for ourselves. And because of that, Christ is still willing to get immersed in our lives and in our sins. He's still willing to be dipped into the very worst of all of us for a good reason. He always wants to take those sins off of us and put them on himself. Take them to the cross and have them killed through his own sacrifice. We don't have to be bothered by our sins anymore, ever again. Because we know that we can always come to Christ and he will be bothered by them for you. He will take them for you. Because he will and he has paid the price for every single sin in this world on his cross. You never have to try and talk yourself into feeling better about your sins. And you never have to try to justify them or make excuses for them. Those things never work. But instead, you can always come and be washed by Christ. Washed in his sacrifice. Because there you know your sins are forgiven. And there you know and can be certain that they are gone. Because he did everything needed to forgive them. So I pray that you would never lean on yourself. Lean on your excuses. Instead lean on Christ. Lean into that sacrifice that he has made for you on the cross. Be washed in his blood. It's what he did for you. Because of what Jesus started to do in his baptism today. And what he finished for us. In his crucifixion and resurrection. You are no longer considered a sinner. In God the Father's eyes anymore. Instead from God's perspective. Because of Christ. You are now seen as clean. As pure. As holy. Even though we are not. But you are clean and you are pure and you are holy because Christ soaked up your sin in his baptism. He killed your sin in his crucifixion and he rose from the dead on the third day so that you can have the assurance that your sins really are forgiven. And as the catechism says, if our sins really are forgiven, then we really do have life everlasting All of this is yours. It is your guarantee purely because of the work of Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.